I don't know. He's over here, like, fucking playing Pokemon or something. Um, Are you playing so Pokemon? Did you guys know that the New York City uh, tap water is infested with shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually uh, not harmful for humans at all. And uh-huh. they clear out the shrimp. mosquito larvae. Oh. So there's pretty much no mosquitoes there right now because of the shrimp infestation. Infestation. And yeah, they're so microscopic shrimp. But now all the, now all the oh, spiders. Oh, they're micro are... shrimps. Yeah, they're micro shrimps. So if That's you what want, they used to call me in high school. If you want. When I was in track, if you go to in if the you, boys' if you locker go room to New York. They called me the micro shrimp, and they they offer you tap water. Say no, no, no. Give, Give me, me that, that shrimp. shrimp water. <laughs> Give me that shrimp. I need a shrimp cocktail. Give me that, that <laughs> all sweet water. shrimp water. <laughs> Just showering in shrimp. <laughs> Give me the shrimp cocktail. Hold the water. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just micro <laughs> shrimp in a glass. Give me two hundred dollars. Is that like basically krill? Yeah, I guess it's like basically krill. I don't think it's the same thing, but basically, right? So infestation. Can you use that? I don't word? know if they like put them in there or uh-huh. if they got into the drinking water and now they're everywhere. Can you use that word for any large group of anything? That, if it's that in, has invaded something that's not, not natural to I it. I think yeah. if it's alive, yeah. You can call anything. So, like, a bunch of cows show up inside of a Walmart. <laughs> they just infested. The cow F infestation at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Honestly, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. If they're not in their natural habitat, and there's too many of them. <laughs> They've overwhelmed this new environment. What if they started eating the beef? <laughs> dude, dude, cannibals? Cannibal cows? Cowables? <laughs> that's uh, that's the lunch. Cowabunga, for cows. dude! That's crazy. We're all turning into animals. What's happening? Um, God damn it! Good times. Good times. I wish so I could I'm go back in day time. And night. And, I mean, it's uh, terrific, right? <laughs> <laughs> wish I can go back in time and relive that. Yeah. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds, Prince. Here's Gorlami. Watchers, the watchers. Watchers. The 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 Sweet Mike over here sliding on over too. And this is Paul Damien. How you doing? We got animated Paul Damien in the I studio. Know. What are you talking what about? Are you, what are you going? Oh, he, he left. You going to record for your Rick and Morty episode over there? What are you doing? No, that was his cuphead. I imagined him black and white with the big gloves. And <laughs> no. just like, I think that's racist. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little racist. I'm sure those cartoons. You said are. black and white, but you left out Mexicans. Mitchell Mouse. Oh, shit. I left out all of the things in between. Well, I just care about Mexicans. Right. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> we include you. But I can't be considered racist because I'm not white. Only white people can be considered racist. That's true. That's Only true. white people are racist. I can't say anything. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, we're, the movie we're talking about this week... <laughs> is racist. Is racist. It's, it's called racist. 12 Racists. Uh, no, it's called 12 Monkeys. It's directed by Terry Gilliam. <laughs> Uh, and it's starring Bruce Willis. Oh, I didn't and actually Brad Pitt. That. I didn't realize this is a Terry Gilliam movie. Yes, Terry Gilliam, of course, from Monty Python, 
Uh, he also did the Munchausen movie. And did he do The Fall? Did he do The Fall? No. Well, he did oh. Brazil. Yeah. I, of course. Gotta love Brazil. You gotta do Brazil, you know you what I'm You gotta saying? do Brazil. He wrote the screenplay for Fear and Loathing in, in Las Vegas. Did he direct it? I'm trying to find his directorial. You should click on it right there at the top. Yeah, right there at the top. <laughs> I should just click on that, right? Okay, I am going to click away on writer, so maybe... Well, I think the director isn't selected, see? Oh, yeah, you have to select that. Okay. Yeah, you should exit it out. So he's done a bunch of movies. He did Time Bandits, of course, Brazil, Baron Munchausen, The Fisher King, 12 Monkeys. Oh, he did direct Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, Yeah, he's done a fuck ton of great movies. I feel like this movie almost weirdly doesn't fit in with his filmography in a way. Yeah, this movie's mm -hmm. the darkest... Because, like, even though Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is a fucked up movie, it's, it's like, aura and atmosphere isn't as dark as 12 Monkeys Yeah, it's is. more exciting, you know yeah, what I mean? it's, like, goofy, kind yeah. of. Um, but, yeah, this movie came out in, what year? 1995. This is pre, um, obviously, Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And pre... Mm-hmm. Uh, the ghost movie that Bruce Willis is in. What is it? M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. Is yeah. this, when is Interview with the Vampire? Because that's what oh, it felt like to like me. probably like 95 also. Yeah, it felt I like think. it was literally Interview with the Vampire, Brad Pitt, with like just post-Pulp Fiction yeah. Bruce Willis. You yeah, know? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, this was um, definitely like... Interview with 94. the Vampire in 94. Yeah, yeah, the year right before like, because Brad Pitt started started that Fight Club right after this movie. You could yeah. tell. He cut all oh, his hair yeah. off. He was the same character. <laughs> his his exact same character. <laughs> like the cooler version of this um, character. <laughs> but but um, in 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 this one, he's mm-hmm. uh, Edward Norton's fake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, have you guys seen this movie before? No. 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 I, I was deeply mm-hmm. aware of the poster. Mm. And that's about the, the 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 gist of it. I mean, I feel like I've seen that so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the I've poster never... the poster makes it look like it's some sort of like black ops kind of like military movie or like secret agent movie, and it's not that. This movie's awesome. This movie fucking rule. I love this movie. This is maybe my third time watching it, and I think this is my favorite time I've watched it. Were you excited to come back to it? I feel like mm-hmm. I've never even heard you talk about this movie before, yeah, so I was surprised the, when you just kind of randomly threw it out there for yeah. this week. Yeah. The other two times I'd seen the movie, I don't think I was able to grasp onto it as well as I did this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I cry <laughs> twice during this time. <laughs> This movie's incredibly clever yeah. and well written and for it being my first time I was trying very hard to like piece it together throughout the whole thing and there was multiple times where I thought I was like oh, okay this must be what's going on and then it kind of like flips it around on itself you yeah. know I never was in any disillusion that what he was going through was fake you mm-hmm. know but I liked that this movie still plays with that element that there's a whole point where he like there's yeah. a flip-flop of convention you know like beliefs yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's the two main characters kind of swap roles halfway through the movie. And it fits so well and it's yeah. incredibly entertaining to watch, you know, as an audience. Paul Damon, you've never seen anything of this movie before? No, I haven't. I've heard people talk about it, um, but with, other than like the name. With your with track it. record of movies that you've brought to this show, I would have I would have thought this movie would have fit right, right in. Right up your it. alley. I've <laughs> never cuz I'm one of those people where I'm like, don't fucking tell me about that movie. I don't care. Yeah. I I will watch it. And so, like, I've 
like people have probably tried to tell me about this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't tell me anything. Don't <laughs> yeah. tell, I don't care. Don't that's, tell me anything. That's kind of how I feel too. So, like, if I've not seen a movie, don't talk to me about a movie. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like we we could watch. We could talk about this one. Yeah, over here. Yeah, that one. Yeah. There was there was two things I thought I knew about this movie, and one of them was correct, and one of them wasn't. And what I was... think one of them was a misunderstanding because simply because there was a number in the name. Oh. But I knew it had something to do with time travel. But mm. I thought there was zombies. Whoa. I thought this was traveling back in time to prevent a zombie apocalypse. I had no idea what was going to happen. Really? <laughs> at all? I for some reason I remember the intro being in Chernobyl, but that's obviously not, not true at all. But yeah, this is a post-apocalyptic movie. This mm-hmm. They don't say what year Bruce Willis is from, but he's a prisoner and they've developed time travel and they send these prisoners back in time to collect data before a, a large virus outbreak happens. Yeah. Five billion people die, essentially yes. wiping mm-hmm. out the human race in the 90s to the virus. I remember this movie becoming popular again because of COVID. Yeah. You know, like it had that resurgence because it was like, oh, we're living in 12 monkeys. You know? <laughs> And the world that Bruce Willis comes from is very, it's pre-Matrix, but Mm -hmm. it's very like cyberpunk, rust punk. Yeah, authoritarian. Mm. It's almost like Alien 3 kind of prison planet. Definitely. And it... We never really get to see that world outside the prison. No. Because we're just seeing it from Bruce Willis's experiences. (laughs) Now that y'all say Alien 3, like prison planet, um, I'm just picturing Bruce Willis uh, as Riddick. (laughs) all three riddick films but bruce willis dude that might that if riddick have if pitch black happened like i don't know five or six years previous it might it could have been bruce willis yeah yeah dude that would have been great honestly (laughs) i like i like that vin diesel has riddick and the fast and furious movies though i'm not gonna lie because because bruce willis has everything he has what he has pulp fiction Mm -hmm. he has Mm -hmm. die hard movies the fucking uh Red. The whole nine yards. Whole nine yards, red. He has yeah, I mean he's been he's iconic. He's, he's prolific. Yeah. Um, he's the voice of the baby in uh Look God. Who's Talking Now. Of course. Yeah. Of dementia. Course. Dementia. Yeah, he's, he's got he's that. Leading star of dementia. <laughs> I, like, it's not even dementia. I really didn't want to say it. But. <laughs> there was okay, there's a part of he, um but yeah, sorry. There's a part of me that has a weird like faux kinship with Bruce Willis just because he looks so much like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and upon watching yeah. this movie and everything happening in this movie and thinking about how Bruce Willis is not I feel so bad for him. I just needed to make the joke. I'm sorry. But... No, yeah. We all feel bad for him. <laughs> you got a little emotional. <laughs> yeah, I you're got like, emotional. You're like, that could be my dad. Yeah. Well, in this movie, he looks like your dad until like the last 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden, he becomes my dad. <laughs> it's <was just laughs> yeah. super jarring. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Look at this picture of Matthew Perry real quick. <laughs> Look at the lack of chin Matthew the, Perry has. Those men have gone the whole nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking. Those are the those are the smiles that of two men who've gone the whole nine yards. <laughs> they look like the antagonists, the corporate antagonists in some sort of like uprising movie. <laughs> yeah, Ready Player Two. Yeah, yeah. Ready Player like, Two. Like actually, exactly. Bruce Willis in that photo looks like the um, the the CEO. Of the pharmaceutical company in the movie we just saw, in Twelve Monkeys. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. They're opposing forces. He's like the corrupt yeah. CEO, and he's like the one that's like the anti, you know, drug person. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The CEO in this movie, played by Christopher Plummer, who goes on to be a dead man in Knives Out. 
Oh yeah. Um, oh, I love dead men. <laughs> but he has a southern a fuck a fake. I said a fuck. A fucking fake ass <laughs> southern accent. A sucking fucking. And fake he sounds ass. super believable. And I just I couldn't help but feel like oh he's the one that trained. Uh, Daniel Craig to do a southern <laughs> accent for Knives Out. He's like, just go watch Twelve Monkeys. I, I nail yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, future. We don't see what what year it is. It looks like a Creed music video because there's a giant ball of faces like <laughs> zooming in. <laughs> I'm assuming it's 2026. Oh, okay. Why do you? Why because do you... at one point somebody says 30 years in the future. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a good and call. age appropriate for Bruce, you know, yeah. how yeah. he looks, knowing what we know. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, in 1996, Bruce Willis's character is five? Or is he's gotta he be older than he's that, He's older right? than that. Yeah, he's be like ten. seven? Maybe, maybe like, I would say like, yeah, maybe seven or eight. Seven or eight. I would say uh, at the most ten. Yeah. That's how I would feel. Okay. I'm awful at gauging children's well, ages. Yeah. I'm that's, like, that's the thing. He, the kid who's playing young Bruce Willis looks pretty old, yeah. but he's acting like a fucking toddler. Well, it, mm-hmm. it, I'm sure what he's going through is un or like you can't even comprehend how tragic. You know? Yeah. Like, so your brain can't even cope with the reality of what it's going through. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say right off the bat, this movie has become one of my all-time favorites. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think this is in my top 25 now, because like if not top 15. I don't even know if it breaks the top 10, but I, upon watching this movie, I was like, I couldn't look away. I was in love, enamored all over again. And it's just how well crafted it all moves and how well the movie tells the story because you don't, you don't know for sure Bruce Willis has time traveled. Just yeah. suddenly mm-hmm. he's in an insane as- or no, suddenly he's in a prison cell. Yeah. Yeah. You know it can I mean? be very much argued either way yeah. for exactly. most of the movie. Exactly. And you only hear about his mission and what he's trying to do as he's trying to tell the psych eval people what's going on. And like because he already sat in front of the council of the yeah. people that said sent him back in time and we didn't hear that information yet. Like just the the exposition in this movie is so well told that it just it spoon feeds it to you but in like a long trail absolutely rather than just a huge dump in the middle of the movie where now you get it right yeah i also think they do a really good job of making this future society that he's in Mm -hmm. really fucking kooky yeah Yeah. just like the doctors are kind of weird their machines are kind of weird they got weird magnifying glasses in random places for some reason they're meeting in board meetings with like a prisoner who's like chained to a wall you know and they they have like broken sunglasses on and shit like it looks really awkward and so like that's you can imagine that that's all made up in your brain yeah you know yes and then there's like the part with the fucking where they pardon him mm-hmm. it that looks goofy as shit dude yes and that's that's the great thing about this movie is like as bruce willis comes back into the future multiple times he's starting to realize like this has to be fake you yeah. people are fucking wild, yeah. crazy Look compared to the grounded world <laughs> i was just in yeah. <laughs> this shit's gotta be in my fucking mind yeah. okay look at Brad Pitt on the cover of this movie poster. That's Brad Pitt. They're hiding the fact that he's an insane man in yeah. this movie. <laughs> with a goofy eye, <laughs> with a crazy contact. So Brad Pitt in this movie, uh, yeah, he has a fucking contact in his eye to make him look yeah. like cockeyed almost. Exactly. I think it's weird because like I expected him to like put on a real performance, but he really just acted like himself the whole film. He's <laughs> 
<laughs> he yeah. was exactly how I would expect very, Brad Pitt to be if I met him. Very natural performance on yeah. Brad's part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think I think maybe that's why he's so well known for this role. It's because he didn't. He it, it was so natural to him. Yeah. It looked as if he wasn't acting at all. Yeah. Or Look at him. He's like, I'm a vampire now. <laughs> he does look like he looks like interview with a vampire guy. dude dude between oh, between this movie fight club and glorious bastards like i think brad pitt's one of the best versatile i think he's one of my favorite actors mm-hmm. even seven dude like he plays a straight man in seven so well he's he's so good did until you say, not uh, you know what did I mean? you say a straight man yeah because he's a gay man in real life okay. <laughs> ask angelina right <laughs> No, I just I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you, love how they did that stuff like that too, where his memories are all fucked up. Yes, because he was a kid, and it well, and it also points out that he would be associating those faces to the memory potentially. You know what I mean? That right. now that he's meeting these people, his brain would just automatically fill in those blanks. You know, with yeah. recognizable faces. That's why she believes that he's seeing her as the woman in this memory now. You know, that's fair. The she we're referring to is uh, Madeline Stowe playing Catherine. Mm-hmm. I don't know this actress from anything else. I, I I do. I just don't know what from. She like I've seen her in other things. And she's the psychiatrist sent to basically just check on him in the insane and or like you know take mm-hmm. care of him in the insane asylum. Dude, maybe I haven't seen. But her they in have other like instantly very much like a the fly type relationship yes. where it's not instantly romantic, but it feels like they have this. I mean, they have this connection that they can't even understand why it's so strong. Yeah, instantly, is there a Twelve Monkeys you know? show? There is a Twelve Monkeys show. I don't okay. know at all. She's apparently in an episode. Yeah, one oh, wow. episode. Of I don't know at all what it's about. I've never seen any of it. You don't think it's just this story? Well, it's- that's that's that was a question I was going to ask you guys later, but we can talk about it now. Mm-hmm. How how could they, I think it has three seasons. How could they possibly do this movie longer? You know what I mean? Three seasons? It Whoa. Has, it has, it's been going, it went on from 2015 to 2018. I'm going to try and click on episode guide, but it's not fully loaded. Yet. I mean, yeah, they're just from that little Four synopsis. Seasons. Yeah, from that synopsis right there, it's literally the same premise. Yeah. Follows a journey of a time travel from a post-apocalyptic future who appears in present day on a mission to locate and eradicate the source of a deadly plague that will nearly destroy the human race. Oh, it's, it's on the sci-fi. I see right up your alley, dude. <laughs> it's a sci-fi channel, four seasons. Yeah, but at by 2015, you were no longer watching the sci-fi channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any that was, was. <laughs> that was that I mean, was after of... they changed it to SYFY. Yes. Yeah. A surprisingly good rating. It has a 7.7 7 on IMDb. Yeah. Is this streaming anywhere? I might be interested in giving this a shot. <laughs> I just I mean it's such a good question on how they could go four whole ass seasons. Oh, it's on Hulu. With this story. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of interested in watching it. It just it looks so much like divergent type of like sci-fi where yeah. it's like no longer at all this kooky the future's gonna monkeys. be serious and stern right. versus like crazy and goofball mm-hmm. you know yeah um yeah madeline stowe i don't know her from anything apparently she was in the last of mohicans uh yeah but she's good in this movie absolutely and you know who's good in this movie bruce willis Bruce fucking Willis, dude. Bruce yes. fucking Willis, dude. Dude, the all the scenes where he's like crying about the music, he seems like a genuine crazy person. <laughs> yeah, and it's so well done. Yeah, there's the whole. Uh, so at first he goes back to 1990, 
and that's when he first meets Madeline or Catherine mm-hmm. in the insane asylum. She's a, a doctor that admits him there. Uh, but then the second time, after a quick detour to World War One, he ends up in 1996, and that's when there's like this weird like third subplot where there's a kid hiding in a in a well, in a well. or he fell down mm-hmm. a yeah mine shaft. I think is what it yeah. Is. And I just remember all of that because he that's like the linchpin of like how he kind of convinces her like yeah like i am from the future and I that would be all this convincing shit. you know what i mean like because how could you possibly have that information of knowing that the whole thing's a hoax you know yeah and as soon as that story comes on he said you should never call cry wolf oh yeah you know and then i that just gives you just a little piece of information to like build a story in your mm-hmm. brain yeah like oh he was listening to this on the radio one day probably and his dad was around and was like you should never that's why you should never cry wolf you yeah. know see and prior to that scene i was starting to become convinced i was like maybe he's her son and this is oh. like a whole thing and the but then in that scene he goes like oh i remember being so worried for that boy when i was a boy myself and i was like okay so obviously he already exists he's yeah. already like an adult or you know at least a living child at this point so that was one of the first times where i had like kind of thought i was starting to figure it out and it like brought it back on back me on you. yeah so yeah there's the there's this nightmare he keeps having it's not a nightmare it's just a dream Mm -hmm. of a man getting shot in a walk or like a big hallway of a airport Mm -hmm. yeah and there's a woman with blonde hair and at one point he sees the man getting shot as brad pitt and then another point he sees the woman with blonde hair being catherine Mm -hmm. and he's like trying to piece it together that like he must be indirectly related to like putting these people in these places like like he accidentally played chess yeah. in reality or something, time or something. But um, yeah, I like all of that. But then it's weird that it, you were mentioning or both of you guys were mentioning that it changes. Mm-hmm. Like the guy who gets, who's running is not at all Brad Pitt. But hold on. He sees Brad Pitt as as uh, David Morse's character, uh-huh. doesn't he? He sees yeah. him in the yellow coat. He's just That's getting the right. face wrong. He even has the red hair in a ponytail. Yeah. Everything's correct except the face. You know? Yeah. So and you could tell. And when I first saw that scene, I was like, his face looks weird. Like, it, it yeah. doesn't, it, I don't know, it doesn't really match. Yeah. Well, he's sure. really going full eye right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so David Morse is in this movie. He plays... Uh, the assistant to the yeah bio dad yeah where he's not even in the top build characters for some reason but this is i think our either our fourth or fifth david morse character because he plays brutus in the green mile oh yeah he plays the weird um like general that meets jeremy renner in the hurt locker Mm -hmm. he's like you motherfucker you're a crazy motherfucker yeah and then he's also. I'm glad you're. Yeah. He's Look also, at this guy. Can you believe this guy? Yeah. Bomb man. He's <laughs> also in the long kiss goodnight where he straps Gina oh, Davis to the, the water wheel <laughs> thing. God, what is, well, I wish I remembered it because I had the button where he's like, he's Daedalus. Daedalus. Oh, yeah. Daedalus. Daedalus. There you go. Daedalus. I swear there's another David Morse movie we watched. Dude, David Morse, our most prolific actor. He snuck right in on us. God, I swear there's another one. I'll, I'll keep looking, but yeah, he's I'll, a good actor. Bro, you're not the only one who wants to look at Dave Morse, dude. Oh, sorry. He's a good he's looking a man. Good actor. Quiet on set. Quiet on set. Quiet on set. 
Is he also in the 12 Monkey show? That'd be cool. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> He's in Hurt Locker. Yeah, we saw that one. Maybe that's it. Maybe we've only seen a couple movies with him in it. I mean, that's still quite a few. And now including 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, we should watch The Rock. That's a good movie. He's in a bunch of good movies. Yeah, maybe I'm crazy. I could have swore there was another movie. As uh, crazy as Brad Pitt. You know who else is in this movie? Who? SVU Cop. Oh, yeah. I forgot his name. Uh, Chris, Chris, uh, Christopher Maloney. Yeah, he's basically playing... A cop. Yeah, he's playing his character from... Uh, well, he's a detective. But yeah, he is. he's playing... It, do you think this is the same universe? Yeah. <laughs> This is not Christopher Maloney. That's not the same guy. I'm looking at. <laughs> like, well, who the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> that, that dude looks like he got beat up recently by Christopher Maloney. Yeah. <laughs> it's is it not in the IMDb page? Dude, the IMDb page. It's for some reason it like, doesn't weird. show a yeah. whole lot of people. Like Brad Pitt's way the fuck down here. It's by it's by appearance. Yeah, it is. is what it is. Oh, it's okay. not so, by it's not out by yeah. relevance. It's organized by appearance. This actor, he's gosh. Yeah, he's, he was the cop. Yeah, he's the cop that's asking uh, Catherine like all the questions and <laughs> the like, ones that's like, like he's like, hey, this bullet's from nineteen twenty or whatever. The really? Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I can't. The one that was like your lover, you know, like basically talking shit, like, oh, you're totally. You, we know you're fucking into him. <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely did not realize. <laughs> you didn't realize it was him. I still it can't even Chris, see it. It's, it's Chris, Chris Maloney. Maloney. Maloney, but it's spelt differently than how I spelt it earlier. And I put him in Twelve Monkeys. I need to see this. Okay, yeah. Chris Maloney. 14 monkeys. 12,000 monkeys. There he is. Sorry, that photo of uh, Bruce Willis just gets... God, somehow I just did not even pay attention to his face the whole time. Factor in that that was him. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's the one that's all crazy and sees a unicorn or something. Yeah. I've wanted to watch that movie. Yeah, that's also a sci-fi show. I don't even know what that was. It's it's a it's a Grant Morrison comic that they turned into a TV show where he's a drunk or something and like then that. And drug addict, I would assume, if he's yeah, he, and he literally. But he, I think he has like a near death experience, and he hallucinates a cartoon donkey or it's no a unicorn. unicorn. It's like this really crazy, like animated unicorn over the over a live action show. Yeah, see? yeah, and it's voiced by Patton Oswalt. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's great. And it's like a weird, edgy crime yeah. kind of show, but then he has that as like the comedic relief the whole time. It's basically. like a it's like it's like Who Framed Roger Rabbit but real life. Yeah. Because I think they're like a detective duo kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's a buddy cop TV show. Yeah. Yes. Happy. It's really called Happy, and I think that's the name of the unicorn. Yeah. So this is the same cop from that universe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's in Twelve Monkeys. This is what he would go on to become in his own kooky future um, universe. So I, for a while, I was like, kind of like, I love the idea of like Bruce Willis going back in time mm-hmm. and being the cause of yeah. what it, what happened. But I also love that that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. I know because. Um, one of them is a paradox. You can't really do that, but right. yeah, but well, it's it's still like an awesome concept. I yeah. love that. You know, they they break the paradox in this movie, but they don't really tell us how or why. And I, I for th- the thematical, just storytelling, I'm fine with that because I like mm. the way this ends. Yeah, but 
Yeah, the whole idea is that there's a group called the 12 Monkeys. Are we at 30 minutes? Uh, we're close. Uh, yeah, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, I'll tell you all more about 12 them, Monkeys. Them 12 ass monkeys. Which You're ones? an alcoholic. I, you know, I counted. Mm-hmm. I did not see 12 Monkeys. Just tell really me like what that. you want me to fuck. Maybe six. Max. You watch Black Mirror? Yeah, the new season was pretty good. And it's actually got an episode that's got some relevant themes to the to the movie we're talking about today. Oh, so really? I thought that was pretty, yeah. I've not seen an episode of Black Mirror. No, it's a good one. You should watch it. And you can watch any one you want, you know? So are the new episodes kind of like feature length? Because yes. I see that they have like movie posters. One of them was like an hour and a half. Two of them were over an hour long. One of them was like an hour and 30 or hour and 20 minutes. And honestly, it didn't feel like it. It surprisingly did not feel like a nearly 90 minute movie. Black Mirror used to be a BBC show that was purchased mm-hmm. then by Netflix, right? Correct. And the, I mean, the earlier seasons are, you know, some of my favorite episodes because they really like established, you know. Uh, Is this something you watch, Paul, do you mean? Black no. Mirror? No? Have you no. ever been interested in it? I've watched like a few episodes of the first season, like when it first came out, but uh-huh. that's about it. Yeah, I mean, it's only the first season's only what three episodes. Is that and right? I thought, yeah. it was I thought it was six. No, the first season's only three. Okay, and then the second season has really? a few more. That yeah. makes sense because I think like Sherlock seasons are like three episodes, but each. they're also like two and a half hours a piece <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the new season I think was six. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, they they keep getting a bunch of great actors. Even season five, I think, was only three episodes. Those are the two shortest seasons is one and five, where they only put out. And are they directed by, like, pretty good directors, or is, like, the catch mostly the actors? I think the catch is mostly the actors, and most of them are written by the same guy. And so I think it kind of, you know, his, you know, people go back for his writing there. Yeah, Uh, Charlie Brooker wrote most of the episodes. Yeah. Damn, he, he just likes Dime Store, like sci-fi novels and yeah, he's, he's like where can I pull out some cool themes <laughs> which is the episode that's kind of like 12 months he's like our modern Philip Dick oh that one you just oh, like okay. just and it's only slightly you know what I mean it, with but it, like time travel sort of uh, with like multiple outcomes uh, oh you know what I'm thinking about something else entirely oh. uh, about something else we talked about earlier oh <laughs> about something we'll talk about at the end of the episode exactly okay. <laughs> so it's kind of like that's what i was like oh, wait, the flash I was, I was like i was thinking about it earlier <laughs> should, but yes it's the should, flash <laughs> you should beep that both of those <laughs> anyway yeah. anyway let's talk about 12 monkeys yeah exactly 12 which fucking monkeys dude. which is also about time travel yeah i swear i just saw like six monkeys i know at max yeah your move peacock no if anything this this movie's kind of like a looper in a way and yeah not just because it's a time travel movie Bruce with Bruce Willis, Willis but yeah. it's all about preventing a worse future you know what I mean it's about going back and trying to stop you know something from happening well that, he's actually not has... trying to stop anything from happen right. happening he's just trying to gather information gather information so and the get scientists can back. do it yeah <laughs> yeah well but, so that they can create like vaccines I'm assuming yeah. yes yeah. get ahead of the curve yeah. you know but that it also stars another actor as a younger Bruce Willis. Both of those movies. Oh, Looper that's true. And 12 Monkeys. <laughs> that's true. What if it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a kid playing <laughs> Bruce Willis? That would so cool. What if Are Bruce Willis saw, saw the little kid in this movie and was like, I have to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson just had you know, yeah. loved this movie so much and was like, I need these actors. Yeah. <laughs> I have to make this happen. Um but 12 Monkeys, that's 12 what you were monkeys. talking about before uh, we we broke so early. Right, there's a group called the 12 Monkeys, and it is, I guess, only assumed that this group is the reason to 
for the, the world for the vaccine for yeah. the virus but that got broke out. It right. kind of shows how misinformation can happen where mm-hmm. like they just coincidentally, you know, pulled a stunt mm-hmm. at the same time the virus would have obviously gotten out and so the the things were just connected over time when they're like it must have been, you know, well, this on top of that, terrorist organization. All the spray paints all the things where they spray painted that said we did it. Oh, true. That yeah. just happened on that exact same day that the first outbreak was like. Yeah. So this is a big two. twist. It turns out 12 monkeys weren't directly related to mm-hmm. the virus outbreak. Um, but there is a, a weird relationship in there, which is the leader of the 12 monkeys is the son of the man who owns the. I guess pharmaceutical company or the that has this virus that yeah. has created this virus, and so that's the movie playing with us as the audience and really not you know and it does a good job of convincing and like never once did I not believe the twelve monkeys were responsible for the virus outbreak until the plot twist at the right. end you know what I mean and it does even do a decent job setting the breadcrumbs to the pay the actual payoff being like oh well that would make sense I mm-hmm. guess you know because yeah. They could have just as easily not had two scenes in it and still done this plot twist, and we'd have been like, "Oh yeah, we saw that guy," and it would, you know, it's technically still work. But they at least took the time to have David the moments Morris. that matter yeah. that make us feel like, "Oh, David Morse obviously did have some interest in fucking the world up." You know, and I did see like when I saw him, I thought he was part of Twelve Monkeys. I th- yes, I was still I convinced he was that he was working. With Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly, because was- they're so close, mm-hmm. not not close, but like they're so close in proximity to yeah. each other that might why not yeah um and on top of that there's the whole scene where brad pitt's character is at like during the whole dinner like right Mm -hmm. before the dinner um or like yeah when he's talking to bruce willis going up the stairs he's like telling him like oh your whole plan where we still have my dad make a virus and we steal it from him like they set it up so well yeah for you to be completely convinced it's the 12 monkeys right yeah because, yeah, Bruce Willis is in the psych ward with uh, Brad, Pitt Brad Pitt in 1990. And Brad, the, for some reason, the psych ward in the, like, common area, they have a TV. And they showed a couple of times where they show animals being experimented on on the TV. And so it just mm-hmm. reminds Brad Pitt of what his dad's company does mm-hmm. for testing these, these, you know, viruses or pharmaceuticals or whatever it is that they do develop. And and it, so then it's laying the bread crumbs for what his real activism is is that he wants to release all the animals from the zoo they did it (laughs) and i guess from the laboratory too don't they release the animals from his dad's lab or no maybe i'm i don't think so yeah it's just the the zoo zoo, because that's their contingency plan after the fact that the dad's like oh i locked it away jeffrey you can't you can't get to the virus no more jeffrey i've taken myself out of the equation i gave it to the man who's gonna cause all this (laughs) yeah (laughs) So yeah, Christopher Plummer's like sidekick is yeah. David Morse or like in the lab or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, David Morse visits uh Catherine at one point when she's doing a book signing in 1996 because she wrote a book. She like writes about um apocalypse nuts people uh, and that's why she, I think she's even mm-hmm. the one who ends up helping Bruce Willis through the movie because those are who she specializes in people convinced the world is ending and right. that's like their psychological break yeah. and so she's written a book about all the men throughout history that mm-hmm. were reported of having like these you know prolific apocalyptic, apocalyptic visions or yeah. whatnot. 
And so David Morris visits her because he's like, this is cool shit. He's like, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. And you can tell he's trying to like get more out. He's like, maybe we have like minds. Maybe we're like minded people. Yeah. Maybe I could get her in on this plot or something. Or at I least know, that's right? the intention I got. You yes. know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love how that scene ends because another older man walks up while David Morse is walking away. And he's like, oh, I, I, I wonder if you know my studies on this. And it's just like at these people at these events, they just come up. They're like, I want to talk about me real quick. Can yeah. I talk? You know, and I'm pretty sure that was like a little joke. That they're totally like, gave. I like girl. Talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I understand you're the professional, but have you seen my work? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you're aware of my work. Um. There's another time traveler named Jose who is Bruce Willis's like cellmate, yeah. next door mate or whatever in prison. And he ends up in this is also a confusing part is because did he go to 1996 before he ended up in 1920? Because he seemingly dies in 1920, right? Yeah, I think he's just severely injured. Yeah. That's why he shows up like all fucked up when they're in That's the future. Right. Okay, yeah. But I guess they just sent him as like a sidekick yeah. to Bruce Willis is what we're meant to understand. Yeah, well, he's there so to just also... A lot of people from the future end up in 1996 around that time. And here's where the, the, the paradox breaks is because Bruce Willis makes a second phone call mm-hmm. saying like, I'm not sure if this is a like a the carpet cleaner company yeah. or not. Cause he has to leave voicemails for the future people to reconstruct it. And what I'm wondering is like, what caused Bruce Willis to have that break? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ashley's on the treadmill. That's what that. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what happened to where Bruce Willis was able to break the. And create something that didn't exist prior. Is yeah. Because I was wondering also, I wonder if they thought it was for sure the 12 monkeys is because they always had that first reconstructed That's right. Well, I've heard voicemail confessing like it was them. It was this or because she was joking mm-hmm. around. That's yeah. right. That's the other plot is we hear her desperate voicemail at the beginning of the movie where they're like, see, this is someone literally saying that it was yeah. them who did it. Well, and- they thought it was him. They were yeah. like, we sent you back in time. You're the only one that would know this phone number to leave this message. Why did you leave mm-hmm. this message? And he's like, that's not even my fucking voice. <laughs> and and at that point, he wasn't even sent to the correct time yet, right? right. Yeah, he was in 1990. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so he wouldn't have known about yeah, it. Because he already it wasn't tried re- to call. They tried to call re- that woman It wasn't answered. recorded yet. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't able to leave a voicemail in 1990. So that means they had the they had that that mm. voicemail before they ever sent him in the first place. See, so Catherine fucked everything up because she was like trying to be goofy and left a silly voicemail. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the the it's it's that paradox yeah. where the only reason he would ever know to tell everybody that it is the 12 monkeys that spreads this virus is because he told her who then sent the, e- the, the voice, I keep wanting to say email, <laughs> the voicemail, and then he know, learns that information. You know what I mean? So it's like an ever... She tweeted that info, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Threw it up on her TikTok. Yeah. But Jose ends up in 1920. <laughs> this is like one of the funniest parts of the movie to me. Because like he's naked. Bruce, yeah, Willis. Bruce Willis is naked for some reason. <laughs> in the trenches in fucking Italy or the wherever. The French are just The pissed. French, yeah. <laughs> France. <laughs> so funny he's like i don't understand yeah. it, was, it was awesome and he then they just shot. Yeah, they yeah. shoot him in the leg i did yeah. not expect him to have to deal with a leg wound for the rest of the movie he gets shot in the leg from like a fucking just a rifle and that's another yeah. part of one of the obviously linchpins that convinces her because when they pull the bullet out of his leg it's from like a hundred years yeah. prior <laughs> they're like how is this possible 
It's it's good. But yeah, Ho- she talks about Jose in her book. Mm, that's right. About apocalyptic visions. And then she goes back and she visits the uncropped photo from the book. And Bruce Willis is there like a he looks like he looks like David reaching for God in on the top of the Sistine Chapel. He's like how in a like a pol- or like a, a ghost movie they would reveal yeah. there's always been a ghost behind someone's shoulder and they're like <gasps> Which you know what makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot of sense on why she she thought she recognized him, why she Oh he, yeah. He, he looked so familiar to her. But then later on she just saw that's why you look so familiar to me because I I like your penis. <laughs> it was always him, you know. She's like, I That's... remember you like this. <laughs> so there is that part about this movie where he, as a young boy, sees himself being shot down at the airport. Mm-hmm. Big big plot twist. Big, yeah, the biggest twist. Yeah, yeah. and there's Creed, Creed I... just playing in the background. Yeah, Creed with arms wide open <laughs> is just blasting with arms wide open, panning into the boy's eyes. Yeah, <laughs> panning into the boy's <laughs> eyes with arms wide open. <laughs> Sorry, um, but he has this dream about this woman like screaming and desperate and reaching out for this man as he dies, and this is what also like made me cry, is that like it's almost like he's always been in love with her. From because mm. that's his like f- longest lasting memory, you know what I mean, and it's always it, he was always destined to end up back in time with her m- through multiple time periods, nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety six, mm-hmm. and like I, I I'm almost gonna get choked up just thinking about because it it's just so wonderful. It's that, like poetry in a yeah. weird way. <laughs> yeah, it's like poetry, like um, like that one song. With arms wide open, <laughs> can you take me? Higher? Yeah, that was good too. That was good too. Damn, dude. I like uh, that one. I like Incubus, dude. No, dude. No, this is this is a Creed movie for sure. Dude. Sorry, um, go Incubus. <laughs> Nickelback. I love Nickelback. It's so cheap. It's just a nickel. Darren Scrote. From yeah, actually, Nickelback's relevant because she's like, look at this photograph, and he's in the picture. <laughs> she's like, explain that. Uh, nickel jam. Nickel jam, dude. <laughs> Give me $200. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, David Morris know, right? has the virus, and he's planning to spread it all over the world or whatever the fuck. Um, and I guess he succeeds, obviously. Well... The movie ends in a great way where the lady from the council is sitting next to him on the airplane and she's like, charmed, I'm in insurance. Like, almost like, I'm not going to let you do this. At least that's the read I got. I like that ending better than what I thought that (laughs) ending meant. I thought that ending basically just meant, like, look how close... Oh, they were from the get-go? You well, thought that yeah. that was the past her? That thought yeah. that was the past her. Oh. And it was basically just indicating, like, look how close even one of the main people in the future trying to stop it was to the person yeah. who caused it and just didn't even realize. You know what I mean? It's like the ignorance. I thought There's she the part- was saying, I'm in insurance, because she knew what was going to happen. And she was ensuring that it would? And she was ensuring that she and other a group of people were going to get underground. Oh. You know, kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. That's so, what I assumed, but I like that idea There's more. the part on the escalator where Brad, uh, not Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis is choking out Jose. Yeah. And then you see that cable looking motherfucker coming up the escalator, indicating that there's agents everywhere making sure that Bruce Willis gets this job done. And yeah. if he doesn't, they will. 
and so that's why I thought like, okay, they just sent back as many people as they could and they're just all around kind of watching and stuff like that. And so she's the last like person yeah. in contact she's in with David She's going to... Yeah. yeah. But like, he already released it. That's the plot twist. Even if she that's true. finishes him in that moment, he released it in the airport, which means the outbreak could have yeah, already happened. Like, Here, take a sniff. It's, Dude, it's I odorless. That, that was the most frustrating part of this whole movie to me, where he literally tells them, like, oh, I'm transporting deadly viruses. And the cops like, we need to open those up. Come on, let's open them. And I was He's like, like, give me a sniff. Give me yeah. a sniff. Give me a sniff. Give me a sniff. I was like, that's not how any of this would go down. They wouldn't just insist you have this to open these. Free yeah, this is pre-9-11. You didn't think Kenny, about that, did you? God damn it. Towers are still up. <laughs> the towers are still up, dude. Fuck? God damn it. What if that's the reason he wanted to stay in the past? He was like, I want to see the towers. Yeah, and he's like, can we go to the top of the towers? <laughs> oh, okay. you know what? In this universe... Wait, towers never fell. They I was about never to say <laughs> everybody died in '96. Five oh, billion people. There's no so way the towers still exist, regardless. Dude, fuck yeah, go America. Dude, right. July Fourth's coming up. Fuck yeah, dude. Tomorrow. Remember the towers, dude. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> Remember the towers, dude. <laughs> Remember the towers. <laughs> yeah, they should just combine that with July Fourth. Now that should just be like yeah. America Day. You know, just overall. You know, yeah. just everything America. Just put it on the fourth. God damn it. Um, this movie's awesome. Like, I I urge everyone to go watch it. I love this movie. The time travel, the the whole they they spend a lot of more time in the psych ward than I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie's a journey, and it feeds you mm. every bit of it in such a good way, and to the point where we talked about it a little bit earlier. Midway through the movie, when you do actually see that he's truly time traveling. He's starting to doubt that any of it's real. His own sanity. And the future looks more and more goofy where they're all like singing songs to him like in a council, like standing over his gurney or whatever the fuck. Wearing their dope ass sunglasses. (laughs) Their shattered sunglasses. And then he goes back to the, the, the past and fucking Catherine's like, no. You're not crazy. This is real. I think this is real. That boy wasn't in no well. He's like, oh, fuck. Do you need medicine too now? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a part where they fight the pimp. (laughs) Dude, that was badass. I loved when he slapped the shit out of her. (laughs) He's like, he was a crazy-ass dentist because he ripped out their teeth. This movie's got a lot going on. And I mean, I can't believe I didn't realize it was a Terry Gilliam movie because I think, once again, just because of how dark it is, really the only. kind of grounded? Yeah, the only parts that really feel like one of his movies is the futuristic scenes where Mm -hmm. it is this Brazilian type goof future, you know? For sure. Have you ever seen Brazil? No. Brazil's. I've never been there. Brazil's outrageous. And I've only ever seen that movie because of Ian. We sat in there. Oh, it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Brazil was a country. It used to be. It used to be. Then they just turned it into a movie. They were like, can we condense this into a movie? (laughs) What about Rio de Janeiro? Is that not a place? That's still a place. That's a miniseries. (laughs) That's that's gonna be a Netflix miniseries. But it's still a place. (laughs) For now. It's a place and a miniseries. Okay. He wrote like all of the Monty Python shit, Terry Gilliam. Isn't that crazy that he he was like such an integral part of Monty Python, and then he would go on to make? Is that the same old man? <laughs> it it looks like the same old man from I, yeah from this movie. True, I would just argue that he's been kind of like an important part of comedy, even to its you know yes. to this date. Like these, like the Monty Python movies, even things like Brazil and Twelve Monkeys are such important movies to how I feel like things would go on Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. 
These are these I, are like movie makers movies. You yes, know? exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought he did the fall just because it looked so much like Time Bandits yeah. and all that stuff. God, I could have swear he did the fall. Who did the fall then? Have you guys seen that movie? We've almost done it on this podcast we, a couple of times. We've oh, we've floated so. the idea. Yeah. We should absolutely do it for the podcast. It's a crazy movie, and I have seen it before. Okay. Oh, nobody I know. Tarsum Singh. Yes, yeah, Tarsum Singh was writer and director. I'm not familiar with Tarsum Singh. Oh, look, he did that movie, The oh, Cell. I wanted okay. to do this movie for Paul Damien, The Cell. Have you seen this movie, Paul Damien? With Zoe Saldana, right? No, 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 I'm it's J Lo. J Lo, that's right. I knew it was someone fucking weird like but that. Has, I'm getting a, it's like pre. <laughs> but it has Vince Vaughn and Vincent D'Onofrio, and they're like they could be brothers. The Vinces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to watch this movie because it looked fucking crazy. What's it about? Uh, an FBI agent persuades a social worker who is adept with a new experimental technology to enter the mind of a comatose serial killer in order to learn where he has hidden his latest kidnap. So this is kind of like reverse possessor in a way. Where That's it's like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Dude, let's watch it. We should watch it. First, uh... You want to watch it right now? Yeah, let's watch it right now. Okay. All right, uh, guys, so we're now going to watch uh, The Cell. No. I'm just, <laughs> just like change your mind. Hey, don't fucking shush me. Oh, sorry. Shh. I'm leaving. <laughs> That's me now. I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby. Oh, is that what you were gonna do? No. Thanks. You're gonna play that song. <laughs> hungry, daddy, hungry. I'm oh, hungry. I'm hungry. All right, well, I give this movie 12 monkeys. 12 out of 12 monkeys? 12 out of 12 monkeys, dude. It was not what I thought it was, but it was everything I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was great. And, and the only thing com- truly left confusing about it is why the poster is Bruce yeah. Willis' uh, dead shot. You know? Yeah, it's such a <laughs> weird poster. That's such a weird poster for this movie. Uh, what's that? Is, is it that- the 12 monkeys symbol in his eye? It is. Oh, that's cool now. All right, I'm back into it. Um... This movie's awesome. It was written by David and Janet Peoples. Oh, like just a bunch of people named David and Janet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just groups of Janets and groups of Davids. Yeah. That's interesting. Oops, I closed it. That's cool. It's written by, I guess, a couple, obviously. I think so, yeah. Um, the Peoples. It feels like something that would have been based on a novel, you know, weirdly it, enough. I think it is. Yeah. Or it's based off of another movie called Le Jet? Something like that. I'm sure it's in the fun facts. I think it's from like 1956 or some shit like that. Let me look it up. 1962. It's a French movie. That's that's why they end up in France in 1920 in this movie. I'm it's just called kidding. France. But it's 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 basically it's kind of like um, Memento. Almost, oh, okay. Where he has to like piece back the truth from his memories or something like that. But it's also like science fiction-y because... Because, you know, science. Science, yeah. And fiction. I wanted to ask you guys about Oppenheimer. Are you guys going to see that movie? I uh, want to. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see it and Barbie. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's like a theme, like a lot of people are planning to see them on the same day since mm-hmm. they're like the big competing movies they're, for the, the summer. They're yeah. about the exact same thing. Exactly. Well, it, it's like funny that those are like our two opposing forces going against each other for the summer box office is like, 
Barbie movie where it's like bright and fun and then Oppenheimer, which is quite literally the opposite. You know? Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like when um, Animal Crossing and Doom came out on the same day. Where they're yeah. like, Doom Guy and uh, Isabel are dating confirmed. And it's like, okay, I guess Barbie and Oppenheimer are together now. <laughs> She's going to go into the real world and find out we have atomic bombs. It's yeah. going to happen at Barbie. like, wait, what did you do to Hiroshima? <laughs> <laughs> In Barbie land, Hiroshima is awesome. We love all the people. <laughs> they have the best sushi. <laughs> Oh, um, man. I think it's been confirmed you guys are bad people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're dead. We're bad peoples. We're bad. I know, David right? and Janet peoples. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, right? I get it. <laughs> um, I was going to make the joke, uh, should we start calling Oppenheimer uh, science nonfiction? <laughs> science sad fiction. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. What? I love you, Paul Damien. What's wrong? I love you, dog. Give me $200. Are you just... Are there you, was not 12 monkeys in that fucking movie. Are you just thinking about how uh, Bill Paxton was on the deck of the Titanic when, when 9-11 happened? Bill it Paxton didn't happen. was on the deck of the Titanic when 9-11 happened. Holy it didn't happen. happen. With James Cameron. It didn't happen. Oh, yeah. They died. Yeah, they died. It didn't happen in this. Couldn't universe. have possibly happened in this universe. Titanic yeah, probably didn't even happen in this universe. There's a good percentage of the people in the Twin Towers. They still died. Most of them, probably, right? <laughs> in this universe, yeah. So, yes. yeah, you know what? Although 9/11 didn't happen in this universe, um, the fact that five billion people died—that's like, that's like 9/11, 9/11s. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> More than that, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's more than that. Um, how many people? Are we going to do this? How many people? No, 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 no we're not going to do not. this. <laughs> National tragedy. What the? Fuck? No, that is one thing. The whole time Catherine's talking about, they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, what if there is this future where five million people are going to die? But she never really billion. talks about it. Yeah. Well, billion. She never really talks about it, like as if she's also going to be one of the victims of this circumstance. I'm like, yeah. that's most of humanity, and you're kind of talking about it like I, you will be one of the survivors. You I know? love how Bruce Willis is throughout a lot of this movie, where he's like, "You're dead, anyways." Yeah. Like, <laughs> he he keeps talking to them as if it's still they're the dead past people. tense, yeah. even though he exists right now. And you that's know? why I thought he killed her at one point. Oh yeah, there's a part where the movie kind of leads you to believe that she's possibly been mutilated and left in a park because that's what the news broadcast says. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck, that's kind of fucked up. I was like, why would they do that? <laughs> that he escapes the party. He escapes Christopher Plummer's party. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where the- I bet it was a shitty party, right? Because it's Christopher Plummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. uh, uh, no, it was a good party because he, he plumbed really well. Yeah, he got rid of all the shit. Oh. It was a shitless party. Yeah, there you go. Um, there's I guess part- I'm just talking shit. Yeah, he's got the best pipes. <laughs> that's why it's that's why his son is Pipe Pit, Brad Brad Pipe, Brad Pipe the Pit. <laughs> um, anyway, the guards are like looking for them, for him, and he, they're like barging through all the the rooms, and they're like, "Have have you have you seen anyone come through here?" And it doesn't really explain how he just like vanished again. Like he didn't time travel he because just, he just shows up back at the car and releases her out of the, yeah. the trunk, and then he time travels. That's a good point. I think yeah, he just like, ran away. He's just really good. Yeah, yeah. just disappearing he's, when he's he needs just like to. A really good escape artist somehow. He just he's from the like, future, bro. There's a part of me that has to believe that's true. He is that from the future, bro. 
that that scene was an alternate. Yeah. And that we were supposed to believe that she was dead for longer. Yeah, I but for that. some reason they left in all of the part where the guards are looking for him. Yeah, and then still shot the scene and put it in the movie where he releases her from the trunk, and she's like, "I could have died in there," you know. I don't know. It's weird. He's like, "I could have fucking killed you too, bitch." <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. He could have. I thought he did. How do you spell that? Um, H. I know. Right? Oh wait, spell what? I've I've kind of uh, fucking killed you, bitch, or whatever you said. Oh, um, C H E E S E. You're going to jail. You're under arrest. No way. Get real. I, I just texted the cops. You text? What did you text? Right to jail. Right away. Cheese. Dude, you're fucking cheesing. <laughs> I know, right? I really like that. Uh, I give this movie um, about six monkeys because I, I swear to God that's as many as I saw. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned uh, Sixth Sense and Fight Club. Yeah. Because Brad Pitt is leading like a a group of extremists mm-hmm. in this movie, much like he would go on to do in Fight Club. And then there's even a scene where Bruce Willis is talking to everybody like they're past tense people, and he's like, "All I see is dead people." <laughs> Like the sixth sense. You know what he did say that and I was like Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Okay oh. cool, weird did it like, before Shyamalan. Foreshadowing <laughs> these movies that this movie has for those movies. And those are their more iconic movies than this movie. Definitely. You think M. Night Shyamalan saw that and he was all Oh he was What like, if all he did see was dead people? He was and like, what if he was a little boy? Yeah. And he was like Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> Naked. I want to see Donnie Wahlberg naked. How do I get that done? <laughs> How do I get that done? <laughs> <laughs> it's my closest distance to get from here to Donnie Wahlberg naked. <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> he just goes into... Because I think Disney owned the company at that point. I think that movie is distributed by Disney. Uh, Six Sense? Six Sense. That's badass. And so he goes into Disney's It's on Disney office. Plus. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I need to see Donnie Wahlberg naked. <laughs> Stat, um, and they're like, "How are you gonna do that?" And he's like, "Ghosts!" <laughs> and he puts a dollar sign through the S. Yeah. They're like, "You're being a Shyamalama ding dong." Stop it. <laughs> he's like, "I want to see that Wahlberg ding dong." <laughs> then they open like a hot dog place or something. The Wahlbergs. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Wahlberg ding dongs. <laughs> no, it's Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers. That's right. <laughs> it's a burger joint. I hate you guys. <laughs> All right, well, hey, thank you, guys. Are we yes. done? Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Thanks, guys. You seem like you're done. Oh, I'm fucking done, uh, dude. I'm fucking I'm done. Liar! So, um, today was good. You guys have a good day. Um, days, days will be days. And um, good job, guys. Thank you. Um, my baby shower is at the end of next month. All right. Oh, so oh, it's so happening right now. It'll it'll be no, happening like pretty time. much when this comes yeah, like out. Right now, awesome, oh, yeah. dude. I, I'm having fun. Now. I'm having fun of your baby shower, dude. It's Woo! gonna be um, on uh, on a Sunday, and it's probably gonna be around like three or four or something like that. And I'm gonna get you an avocado. It's not that far from here. 
actually. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's in this area. Nice. That's all the kids having fun in your baby shower? Yeah, because it's four kids, right? Exactly. You shower babies. You know, four kids? Yeah. The TV. Uh-huh. Um, the, cool math. Yeah, cool math. Four kids. Yeah, the TV show. Yeah. Have you all seen that show on Netflix, Old Enough? Uh-uh. Where they send, I don't think I'm old enough. It's like a Japanese uh, reality TV series where they send like toddlers to the store on their own. For, I've like, heard activities. of it. I've, I've never seen it. It's pretty incredible. Check it out. It's on wow. Netflix now? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Old enough on Netflix. Go watch it, little kids try to run errands. It's adorable. I'm, I'm surprised the conservative crowd hasn't called it pedophilia yet. <laughs> True. They did. Uh, yeah, the the ones that want to watch it are watching it. Let's just say that, you know. <laughs> yeah, somebody's definitely watching. They can't it. get into it because it's kids acting like adults, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately turns this, them off. This, this <laughs> like isn't the what I wanted. The grossest ending to any episode we've ever done. Um, I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Um, see y'all then, and we'll see you on another time. Head down to Donnie's Mufflers to get your half-price mufflers only on Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Donnie Mufflers. What's up? See you later, you chicken fuckers. Thanks, 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 thanks. I know, right? Hi. Huh? Thanks. Oh, yeah. Hey, what was that stupid thing you said? Yeah, what was that dumbass joke you made? (laughs) Um... Oh yeah, the flash was good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke, dude. <laughs> no, but really, you liked it a lot. Yeah, no. So okay, so I obviously have my criticisms mm-hmm. of the movie, mm-hmm. but um, I was yeah, watching yeah, the it. iPads. I, I got a. It's pooped. You gotta fuck it. The iPads gone, gone yeah. and fucked its way out of here. It's in the so, flashpoint right now. <laughs> so, uh, at first, I was watching the movie, and I was, you know, okay. The movie is ugly. The movie's uh, ugly. CGI wise. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, kind of, yeah. But that's on purpose. A lot of their design concepts and everything is just disgusting. It's ugly. Mm-hmm. It does not look good. So I had to just force myself to get over it. Yeah. And so this was literally within the first 10 minutes of the movie. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't be critical of this film the whole time because I'm just going to be mad at the end of it that I wasted my money. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I just tried my best to enjoy it yeah. and I fucking loved it. You did? It was great, yeah. Um, so do you not like the suit? Is that what's ugly? Uh, yeah, the suit's kind of actually really ugly. But no, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen some criticism that visually it has like an aesthetic that's a little off-putting. Well, I mean... It's it's like half the movie looks like it's claymation because of how bad the CGI is. Mm. But like I I don't 100% blame them anymore because it's like each person probably got like a week to work on each scene. It's probably like fucking 100 different people. A lot of big they, Dick Johnson just falling out of the window at the end of RoboCop just yeah, like Whoa, exactly. <laughs> I really I mean, like the Supergirl design. 
Yes, I actually loved it. And I loved so I loved just the adaptation of Flashpoint. It yeah. was great, you know. Um I always get really emotional every time I think of Barry Allen going back in time to save his mom. Mm-hmm. You know. Um what a mama's boy. I know. So, what the fuck? Can I go back yeah. in time and bet on a Bulls it's game great. or something, yeah. This is a good one. <laughs> bet on a Bulls game. <laughs> The 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 suit from the fucking Justice League movie, way is better. So dope. I love that suit. And then they come out with this one, and it looks like he's wearing a basketball. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's a dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, that's it, a dodgeball. It, it does look like a dodgeball. You're right. <laughs> um, and like I thought she did a great job. Oh, the, Ezra Miller, the Supergirl actress. <laughs> as Supergirl, yeah. What was her name? Who knows? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> she was here in town when they were promoting the movie. I was at the Palladium and she was like, they were prepping for really? people to get to meet her. And I was like, why is there a giant line? And then I realized that's what it was after the fact. That's cool. No, that's the that's the TV show. Yeah, that's the... You gotta put Defluche. Oh, no, I, I put the actresses, the wrong actress's name. <laughs> <laughs> and... Sasha Cali. Sasha Kale? Either Whatever. the food or the, it, the There was state. literally yeah. a pronunciation right there. I don't know how to fucking read those things. Do you? <laughs> you put a little dash over the eye. I don't know what the fuck that means. And so she is Kara Zor-El. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. She's not like a gender bend of Kal-El. No, she is Kara. She's not like a human-made clone or something. Right. Because she's... It's like Flashpoint in the sense where she's been captured in kept in captivity until mm-hmm. they break yeah. her out right yeah i i don't want to give away too much stuff about the movie i'm never gonna yeah give it away give it away give it away now yeah <laughs> okay so in this universe zod intercepted uh kal-el's pod, oh wow right? really and killed him trying to trying to get the codex uh-huh. from the soup the superman the man of steel movie right you know mm-hmm. um but also in this universe, instead of putting it in Kal-El, they put it into Korra. Uh, Kara. Sorry. Awesome. So now he needs her. Instead. Yeah, so now he needs her. So he comes to Earth to terraform Earth and to take the Codex from her. And is this on the side of also the Flash doing all of his Flash shit and having to fight like dark evil Flash or whatever? Um, No. No? That's, that's uh... like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Okay. So the the movie is basically about going back in time and trying to save the person you love or mm-hmm. trying to save somebody from your past. So the Barry Allen in this universe that he's actually in, he's, mm-hmm. in my eyes, he doesn't go back in time to save his mom. He creates a multiverse. And he creates, he a, new, creates uh, a new universe you know. and saves and her so, there. Yeah. And so this is a different Barry Allen. Otherwise, he would be... There wouldn't be another Barry Allen if he was in his same universe. Just, oh. You know what I mean? He would have taken over that position. Yeah. Because that that's just how time travel would work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but he also did go back to a different point in time. Right. So what the fuck is Because he goes to an, a younger version of himself as well. Like an 18-year-old right. version of yeah. himself. Makes him get the powers. 
Oh, he, he know, forces the power. He forces him to get the powers. Yes, and in doing so, he loses his powers just oh. because because you you can only have it, so many people using. No, it was force. just like a freak accident. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> How does he get his powers in the movie? Um, it can't be nearly as cool as Flashpoint, does it? Right, where he like cooks himself alive. <laughs> well, he <laughs> so he has to get his powers back, yeah. and so he does do that. Oh, he yeah. does fry himself. Yeah, and then it doesn't work, and they try to do it again, and. The machine's like out of juice. It's just like, yo, give me some slap. Does Batman help working. construct the machine? Yeah. Okay, and it's, dope. And it's, it's Michael uh, Keaton? Michael Keaton, yeah. That's dope. Um, and at first, Michael Keaton, there's no Alfred. Mm-hmm. And Michael well, Keaton- because the actor's dead. Yeah. But do they CGI an actor? No, oh. no he's just oh, dead. Okay, okay. Um, but Michael Keaton isn't Batman anymore until the Flash comes back and confesses him. And he's like, him. you know what? I see your rubber suit. I got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to get nuts? <laughs> he kind of sees his determination, you know, yeah. in fucking trying to kill himself as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then uh, this is after they had already saved Kara. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she comes and she's like, oh, it looks like he's trying to kill himself by getting shocked by lightning. Let me carry him into the sky and get shocked by lightning. So she carries him into the sky to get shocked by lightning, which uh-huh. is a cool concept. And that's concept. when Black Adam shows up. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a cool concept. But my my thing is like, so he makes it very apparent that the way he gets his powers uh-huh. is that the electricity shoots through and hits the chemicals and then oh. he gets bathed in the chemicals while being electrocuted, and that's what gives him his powers, mm. right? And then they immediately contradict that. And so he does that when he gets shocked in an electric chair. And so you should have to reset the whole experiment, right? Because mm. it didn't work. But instead, she takes him up into the sky where it's raining, uh-huh. you know, going to wash everything off his body to electrocute him again. So that second time, what's it doing? It's just electric. Bringing him, him closer to God. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it's cleaning him. You're yeah. right. Cleanliness is close to God. Yes. I believe. The that. chemicals are just water. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He was just wetting himself while getting electrocuted, and yeah. it was a coincidence. It worked. But yeah. it was great. Hermes saw him, and he, um, he was like up on Mount Olympus, and he's like, hey, Zeus, strike that guy. Yeah, I, that I like him. Give I him like, some of my speed. Yeah. Bing bong. <laughs> yeah, bing bong. <laughs> if you no, that's yourself. Shazam. That's Shazam. Oh, that's Shazam. Um is that what the H in Shazam stands for? Is Hermes? Uh, yes. Oh, is that when Shazam shows up in the movie? <laughs> and he's like, that's my buddy. Yes. And then they all fight. Yeah. Uh, evil Flash or whatever. So, um, so why is there this thing? That's just what I want. So sec- I just want to get to why. So the happens. younger Flash mm-hmm. is like falls in love with Kara because he's known her for two days. Mm-hmm. You know, and he he's crazy. Yeah. You know? He's a kooky guy. He's a weirdo, man. Guy. He's like he's just so like uh nonchalant about everything. He's like, Oh, I don't care. Yeah. You know, because he had his mommy and daddy his whole life, so he's so privileged. Uh-huh. You know? And it's like, I okay. Really that. Sure. I get it, but it's like, yeah. okay. Um, I think they did a little too much. I think they were forcing it. Mm-hmm. Um but he goes kind of crazy and like trying to save Kara. Kara. Mm-hmm. And so he starts going back in time. Oh. And Barry's chasing him, trying to stop him, like our Barry, uh-huh. trying to stop him. But he keeps doing it. And every time he gets like a little more hurt, a little more damaged, you know. And so, and he runs normal, by the way. He runs normal, like a normal person. Not, not like, like like a floppy man. Yeah, not like a floppy Both man. Both of them do now or just other Barry you know 
It comes and goes. It comes and goes. Depends on so how tired it, your arms are. What yeah. is this suit made out of? Is that like... So it li- literally he keeps getting damaged. So it's blood? It's like blood and just like all this shit that keeps getting stabbed into him over and over and over. And then it accumulates into a sick ass suit of armor. Yeah. That's cool. So you It's know, like if, carnage. If it doesn't kill you, yeah. it makes you stronger, you know? Exactly. It's like carnage. Yeah. But um What's carnage? I don't know. I thought that was a little lame. <laughs> yeah. So then he goes back in time and Should lets they his have mom just fought die. Zod? Yeah, should they have just fought Michael Shannon? Honestly, I thought that would have been kind of cool. Just redo that, but at the same time, like, why? You know, that's was it cool been, to watch? It's already been hashed out. Slap Supergirl to death a bunch of times, isn't that a thing? Yeah, he killed the fuck out of her, like a lot. Oh, she dies repeatedly. Yeah, she dies over and over and over again because he keeps trying to save her. Mm-hmm. And so. Like, at this point, he's been trying for, like, 30 fucking years. Like, by the time his suit looks all crazy like that. Mm. So. Zod's a tough guy, man. Yeah. What can one fast boy do? Yeah, but in this universe, there's also only, like, Kara and um, Batman. Oh, right, yeah. There's yeah. no Aquaman or... yeah. But they do show up in the movie eventually in different timelines, right? Aquaman. In the normal timeline, yeah. <clears throat> oh, and then isn't George Clooney in it also? So after he goes back and lets his mom die, uh-huh. he comes back forward in time and everything seems to be normal. And then he gets a call from Bruce Wayne and he's like, hey, come meet me downstairs. And it's George Clooney. And it's George Clooney. So he's still not in his own universe is the yeah. joke. Which is... What Flashpoint is. No, it it is the right universe. It's just Michael Keaton eventually becomes George Clooney in the <laughs> timeline of those movies. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So at, he missed the Val Kilmer part yeah. <laughs> where Val Kilmer was Batman. Do we get the nipples back on the suit? I'm excited. Dude, hell yeah. I love nipples Dude, on suits. Bat, the bat nipples. Yeah. I love nipple suits. They um, should have utilized them more and had one of them like pop open with like tranquilizer. Or something when he's fighting poison ivy in that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they just shoot up tranquilizer darts. So in my in my opinion, if you ignore um, like how time travel actually works uh-huh. and um, uh, like the love for Flash mm-hmm. and um, the bad CGI, I'd give this movie like an eight. That's cool. But you add all that, and I give it like a five and a half. But I still really fucking enjoyed this movie. I had a great time sitting there with Amber kind of talking shit. It had a lot of themes in it that you still could grasp onto and enjoy. Exactly. Did did, uh, Michael Keaton look cool? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. I mean... I think that's like... He did a really good job. He also died a lot. That's like my most important thing about it is like if I watch it, <laughs> did I Michael it, Keaton look cool? I want to at least see Michael Keaton being cool. Um, and uh, what's it called? Yet also in this universe, I guess when he's eighteen, interning is when he gets his powers. I don't know. I don't remember exactly when he gets his powers um, in the comics. You know when zod first showed up in man of steel back in like 2010 or whenever that fucking movie came out Uh i was like who the what the fuck this looks dumb as shit and now in retrospect now that so much time has passed i fucking love you're sentimental to it (laughs) (laughs) it's so cool it reminds me of alien covenant or something yeah like just the armor and shit 
Uh, it looks so dope. Uh, you know, there was parts of the movie where I actually didn't know where it was going to go. Like, I that's, I thought it was going to be a rehashing of that story. And I was I was like, oh, I'm kind of excited for that. Mm-hmm. But as it continued to go on, I was like, this is a better idea. Yeah. This is a better thing to do. You know, Michael Shannon was totally confused on why he was doing this movie at all. He's like, <laughs> I think I'm dead, right? Aren't I dead in this movie? What are you talking about? Why am I still here? <laughs> He's like, I'll take the mill. But yeah. yeah. This, this, this consistency is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a way for them to literally reset the reset some of the uh, actors. That's it. Oh, but also, you know, does even it, though they didn't reset like uh, Ezra Miller for some. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, oh, Matt's calling me. All right, might as well answer. Okay, Matt. Is he hello? Calling you on video. Oh, hello. Hey, Matt. What's up? Hey, what you doing? Uh, recording the podcast. Oh shit. It's so I funny that I can hear him. Sunday. Yeah, it's weird. Huh? What? Hey, what's up, man? What's I going forgot. on? Hello. I forgot it's Sunday. I was just calling a chat. Oh, okay. This well, is the first time we've ever heard your voice on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. This is the loudest you've ever been on our podcast before. Wow. What a compliment. <laughs> we love you. Love you, Matt. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> hey, Matt, how'd you like the Flash movie? How'd I like what? The Flash. Did you watch the Flash in theaters? Now? No, not a chance. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> okay, no, good. Okay, bye. Bye, Matt. <laughs> it's five dollars at Flicks on Wednesdays. Okay, hold that thought. Okay, he hung up. Is that what that noise was? That wasn't an advertisement. I was just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not yeah, sponsored. We're not, I'm going to have to bleep that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't advertise anything. <laughs> $5 we, we're not getting paid for. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, bye, guys. All right, bye, that, guys. This yeah. is at the end of the episode. Bye. Yeah. Um, if I was wrong about anything, go fuck yourself. <laughs> just go back in time and make him change it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Paul Damien went back in time, and he's actually saw this movie in a different universe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, go fuck yourself.